are you, like me, riding the roller coaster of midlife and menopause and eager to get back to living your best life? Are you tired of low energy, a short temper, and endless self doubt? Well, it's time to stress less and shine more. It's time to ditch the worry, reclaim your mojo, and unleash your inner brilliance. It's never too late to transform, and you're certainly not too old. And in my opinion, midlife and menopause provide the perfect opportunity to do just that. Join me each week for inspiring stories and expert insights on topics covering all things midlife, menopause, and personal development. So when you're ready, let the beautiful menomorphosis begin. Hello and welcome to Menomorphosis. You have probably by now noticed the podcast has a brand new name, a brand new intro and a brand new look. I am so excited to announce the evolution of the Positive Perimenopause podcast into Menomorphosis. I know some of you may well be wondering, but what does this mean for the future of the Positive Perimenopause podcast? Well, don't worry, I am still committed to providing valuable information and support on perimenopause. But I also want to go beyond that and explore the bigger picture of what it means to be a thriving midlife woman. And in this episode, I want to share with you what has inspired this change. I also want to explain why I chose this name and what it means, although I'm hoping that you've actually already figured that out or have a sense of what it means by by the intro if I've done my job properly. So let me start from the beginning. Back in early 2021, I made the decision to, to start a podcast. It was actually a pretty speedy decision, not one that I've been mulling over for, for that long. I had been a guest on the Beautifully Balanced podcast with Sam Dynage. And at the end, we started having a conversation about podcasting. And by the end of the conversation, she had totally inspired me to start my own podcast. I had, I remember I was just so curious how she did it. And she, she said, she was just quite inspiring because she was just, said, well, I just started. I just did it. So then I met my friend Lucy through a course, which we were both doing with the brilliant Kathy Heller. And Lucy was three months into doing her own podcast, Spinsterhood Reimagined. And when I mentioned to Lucy that I was thinking about starting a podcast, she totally encouraged and supported me to go for it. So I did. I did it. I had this at the time, this real desire to help other women through perimenopause. I wanted to help other women know about all the different ways to support themselves during this stage and to really try and inspire them to take action, to support themselves, to feel as good as they possibly could. And one of the biggest things I was learning at the time through Kathy's course, Abundant Ever After, was to simply take 
action to to take messy action and that's exactly what Sam had told me at the end of her when I'd been speaking to her on her podcast so many of us have ideas and dreams and goals but what happens is our ego and fear gets in the way of us actually taking the action to make it happen We worry that whatever it is has to be perfect before we put it out into the world. We start to worry, well, I certainly did, you know, if we're good enough to do the thing or what others might think. I mean, I hadn't the faintest idea about podcasting, let alone how to start a podcast. I was only just beginning to find my voice. I'd only recently been able to show my face on social media. I didn't know how to interview guests or or even fine guests. I knew nothing about it. But what Kathy Heller taught me in that course was to stop overthinking everything, to stop everything needing to be perfect. She taught me to, to really start believing in myself. You know, why not me? Why can't I do this? And she really inspired me just to give it a go. And so at the age of 47, I did it. I just did it. I stopped worrying about the how and I just went for it. And you know what? It's amazing what you can learn. You can learn it all these days on the internet by talking to others. I mean, it probably is one of the bravest things I've done in my life. Yet I am so happy that I did it because I've met so many incredible people. I've had so many amazing messages from you, the listeners, telling me how much it's helped and supported you during, you know, what we all know, what can be a really challenging time. I mean, I couldn't believe it when I got a summary emailed to me at the end of last year with some of my stats from last year. My little podcast, which I had no idea about how to do at the start, reached 108 countries last year alone, and it had over 110,000 downloads, and it's in the top 10% of all podcast shows. I mean, that is totally bonkers. My little podcast, which I produce, I edit, I record myself from my home, and personally, I've learned so much not just how to podcast, but also I've learned so much from my guests. Plus, it has given me a huge amount of confidence in myself. It's really enabled me to find my voice, to grow in confidence in sharing my voice, something which I hadn't got much confidence in, which is pretty ironic considering that I actually started a podcast. I've gone off on a bit of a tangent, but what I do want to share is that because I was doing it messy when I started, I didn't spend ages choosing the name or the music. In fact, I think I chose the music after perhaps listening to a maximum of five different samples of unlicensed music. And I think I probably spent about 20 quid on it. I created the podcast cover myself. I kind of just (laughs) put it out there without overthinking any of it. And to be honest, it has served me so well. It got me started and that was the most important thing. If I had agonized over the name, the music, the branding, 
I don't think it would have happened. And actually, I think the name has helped the podcast grow because I think there is definitely something in having a name which does what it says on the tin. However, for the last few months, I've been feeling more and more that I want to talk about other things as well as perimenopause. On the podcast, I've spoken to so many wonderful guests about such a diverse range of topics uh, that all come under the umbrella of perimenopause. So things like hormones, HRT, sleep, nutrition, exercise, and so much more. We've covered a lot. And I too have done a lot. And in a way, I've had my own metamorphosis, if you like, over these last couple of years. I myself have continued to learn and grow too, and I want the podcast to reflect that. This change in name reflects my own personal journey of growth and my desire to create a space where we can explore all aspects of transformation during midlife. So I thought it was a good time to shake things up a bit and have a little change and a bit of a rebrand. And that is the beauty of podcasting because you can do what what you like, really. If I want to change the name or the music or the cover, I can. And again, I haven't really massively agonized over it too much, maybe a little bit. I put out the, the podcast covers on Instagram and my Facebook group to ask your advice because it's. I think it's nice that I kind of get other feedback into this. But the best thing is that if it doesn't work, if if I don't like it or, or the listeners that you, the listeners don't like it, I can either change it back or I can change it again. That is the beauty of podcasting. And in fact, Kathy Heller, who I mentioned before, who has an extremely successful and massively downloaded podcast called the Kathy Heller podcast. She's changed her podcast name numerous times and she's still going strong. So why Menomorphosis? Well, I actually named a group coaching program, Menomorphosis, a while ago. The program itself didn't actually sell very well, but actually when I look back now, I wasn't quite ready to deliver that program at the time. Anyhow, I somehow came up with the name and at the time I wasn't sure whether or not to use it as I was worried it was a bit of a mouthful, but I liked how it kind of combined metamorphosis and that that kind of idea of transformation together and I was but I wasn't very sure about it and I remember that the next day whilst I was still contemplating this name a brochure for a local college landed on doormat came through the letterbox and in big letters on this brochure was the word in big bold letters metamorphosis it took up the whole of this front cover So I took that as a sign for this new name, Menomorphosis, and I went for it. And I really loved the name. It was a shame that the program itself didn't do so well. But I just love how it suggests, you know, this idea, as I said, of menopause and transformation into something amazing and beautiful. So quite simply... I I want to broaden the topics I talk about. Don't get me wrong. I will still be having important conversations about health and wellness during perimenopause. I know I will. But I also want to talk about all things personal growth, 
Topics like finding your purpose, overcoming limiting beliefs and building a life that you love. I really, truly do believe that menopause can be a catalyst for positive change. And I want to use this podcast as a platform to empower as many women as possible to embrace this stage of life. I want to explore how we as midlife women can really live our best lives. Yes, it is absolutely fundamental to put our health first, to get on top of menopause symptoms, but then what? So many women who come into my world through coaching or breathwork or whatever it is, are often seeking more from life. Many of them get to the stage, they may have everything they thought they ever wanted, but actually they still have this feeling of unfulfillment, of there must be more, of lacking direction, feeling a little bit lost and not particularly happy. And I I know how they feel because I used to feel like this too. I remember I had everything I ever wanted, my own business, my a lovely home, three gorgeous kids, a really, really strong relationship, lots of friends, but there was still something missing. And at the time, I just didn't know what it was. But I've since discovered that I was blindly walking through life. I wasn't listening to my niggles, the inner niggles and the nudges, to the messages that my soul, my inner being was, in the end, it was shouting at me because those niggles and those voices and nudges, they didn't go away. They just got louder and louder. And that was because I was so detached from my body. I wasn't reading the signs that it was giving me. I was just ignoring it. I was numbing everything out. I was numbing everything out by just trudging through life, probably drinking too much, numbing everything. So it took ages to hear them. And it's it's really through learning how to tune into myself and taking and taking time to be quiet with myself and the inner work that I've done over the last five or so years that has totally shifted the way that that really I, I view life so much for the better. I've changed the lens through which I see life and just, yeah, as I said, tuned into my body and into myself so much better. I've learned so much. I really do. I feel like I've woken up to what's important now and I've learned to listen to my intuition and also how to quieten those really annoying voices in my head, which we all have, the itty bitty shitty committee, as I like to call them, otherwise known as as the ego. Basically, I had very, very little self-awareness and I've learned that becoming self-aware really is so important. It's definitely the first step in all of this, you know, beginning to notice what you're thinking and how you're really feeling. And then that really impacts how you're reacting to to life and to triggers, you know, and learning what your triggers are. And I really do believe that this is very important, a very important part of menopause, to not only feel as good as we can physically, but this type of work helps us to feel more joyful, purposeful, more fulfilled, and to truly remember 
the amazingly incredible women that we are. Human beings are meant to continue to grow and evolve. It's what we do. So if that stops for some reason, maybe because we're in a job we've done for years, we can do it standing on our head with our eyes closed, or our children are growing up and no longer need us in the same way that they used to, that's when we really do start to wonder if there is more to life. It's because that inner being part of you, that soul part of you, whatever you want to call it, is calling for you to do the thing it's meant to be doing. And if you're feeling a little bit off and it, and wondering if there's more to life, that tells you that you're not in alignment with who you truly are. And that is when we start to really get those questions arising of, is this it? What am I doing with my life? You know, there must be more to life. Or perhaps that's when you're really suddenly realizing that you're not feeling very inspired by anything anymore. And you're not feeling very joyful about much. And at the same time, it's very easy because of those societal narratives or old outdated beliefs that you've picked up through childhood, through your life, that you've just got to put up with how you're feeling. You've got to put up with your lot and just carry on. But if you are getting the feeling that there is more to life, then you have to listen to that voice. If you want to feel truly happy and fulfilled. And if this is you, the good news is that you can absolutely start to just listen to that voice, start to tune into it, follow the breadcrumbs that are being laid out for you by the universe to start getting curious about what it is you do want. You don't have to see and know the whole picture, but it's just about starting to notice what does make you feel good. And by also taking steps to perhaps heal past traumas or update unhelpful beliefs, because those things will be holding you back in some way, then you absolutely can start this journey of of becoming more happy, becoming more fulfilled. And I'm really hoping that this podcast is going to inspire you and help you with becoming more aligned with, with what you want, with who you are, for feeling more joyful, for feeling more fulfilled. I'm so grateful for all the incredible guests I've had on the podcast so far, and I cannot wait to introduce you to even more inspiring women who are living their best lives in midlife. I think it is so, so important to to share stories of midlife women doing amazing things because there are so many and these stories are so inspiring. They really turn the outdated societal narrative of what it is to be a midlife woman on its head. And the more evidence we have that it's possible the more we believe that we too can also do amazing things and we too can truly thrive at this stage of life. It is not a time where we have to just put all of our hopes and dreams off. It's a time where we can really lean into them. I really do believe that. So this new title, Menomorphosis, I think really reflects all of that. It's about reframing menopause as an opportunity 
for amazing transformation, a bit like a caterpillar, which is, you know, the the king of all metamorphoses, just like a caterpillar, which actually is all quite disgusting. It has to dissolve into a pile of goo in order to become a beautiful butterfly. And I feel that is a really good metaphor to what can happen at menopause. And, and also, you know, not just menopause, but at this stage of life, it's an opportunity for transformation. But that transformation isn't always easy. In fact, it can be difficult and it can feel gooey and it can feel messy. But I know from experience, and I want to reassure you that you will get to the other side. And the other side can be so good and fulfilling and amazing. You can choose how you want to feel. This is what this is one of the biggest lessons I have learned is that we all have a choice. We just have to be intentional about it. You can also choose how you want your life to look and how you age, whether you age well, whether you are fit, you are healthy, you're vibrant, how, what you think, what you consume. You have all of that choice every day. We are so lucky that we live in a society where we have those choices. And as I said in my in the new intro, it is never, ever too late and you're certainly not too old. Society has for decades put midlife women out to pasture. Well, not anymore. I also love the phrase, which I nearly put in my intro, but I just didn't have enough space. I was trying to keep it within a minute. But the the phrase is, um, this isn't the sunset of your life. It's actually a magnificent dawn. So many of us think that it's too late to start something new or to change or, you know, life, the fact that life can get even better, but it's not. It really is an opportunity. So I really, really do hope that you will join me on this journey of metamorphosis. These episodes will continue to go out weekly on Tuesdays. And if you know anybody or you or you yourself are an amazing midlife woman who is thriving and has a great story to share, please, please, please do get in touch because I would love, love, love to hear from you. We've got a couple of really fantastic stories coming up. And of course, I'm going to continue to share really important uh, information and from experts about midlife and menopause as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. It does mean everything. So I'd be so grateful if you could hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast, share it with your friends, which I know so many of you do because you tell me. So thank you if you already have, because that is how this podcast has been growing, I think. It's just because you tell each other about it. And any suggestions you have, please do let me know. I absolutely love, love, love to hear from you. So yeah, there we go. Thank you. I'm so excited about this this slight shift and I can't wait to see what the podcast holds for for the future. So yes, let our metamorphosis really truly begin. Take loads and loads of care. Thanks for listening. Lots of love. Bye.